And now for something completely different. Welcome to Brosé, the podcast for those who drink rosé. My name is Matt Casnell, and I am joined, as I always am, by my bros in rosé. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. To my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hello. And sitting across from me, not on a monitor, not reporting live from Canada, live in person, Mr. Tim Hansen. It's a me. I made it. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm peachy. How you? How do you feel about being in my house, but still somehow being in like a foreign country? I mean, it's weird because I have to wear pants, but whatever. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I, I, you could have asked me beforehand. We could have granted you a, a waiver. I mean, I could still take my pants off, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we uh, no, can he sit on the other side of the table? <laughs> we got three hours. Oh, hey. I mean, we're sleeping together tonight, so. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, Tim will go to sleep. Hey! Exactly. So, uh, so welcome to episode 7.1 of Rose. It's unbelievable how the FCC hasn't found out about us yet uh, and immediately taken us off the airwaves, <laughs> the internet airwaves. Um, but uh, we have we have many, many episodes of the show, 18 to be exact, prior to this show. And if you'd like to go back and listen to any of them, they're available everywhere podcasts are sold and exchanged. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the whole nine yards. Wait, we, we sell our podcasts? Yes, we do. It's incredible. Where's my cut? Like, Oh, you don't... It, where do you oh. think these microphones came from? <laughs> yeah, you're okay. cu- you're cut. You're talking into your cut okay. right now. <laughs> okay, that works. That works. <laughs> this is the way it goes. Yeah, we got we got uh, snazzy new microphones, and by snazzy, I mean like the the one dollar like budget realm microphones. But <laughs> but now we all have our own. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, like instead of just the one in the middle of the the table, we're no, all we're... shouting into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, now we're shouting into our own. Yeah, now we have our own personal shouty mic. Yay. It's awesome. So remember, guys, you have to talk into the mic. No. Yep. If you're gonna get louder, you lean back further. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't just you don't just stay where you are. Mic etiquette, guys. Mic etiquette. Mic etiquette is right. important, guys. Yeah. It's very What's important. etiquette? <laughs> we'll get to that later. Before we before we go into our our questions, because uh, for those of you who have never listened to the show, the the idea behind it is that we discuss questions about the life, the universe, and everything posed to us by you, the listeners, uh, as well as the loved ones in our lives. And you can send us a question at brosequestions at gmail um, Before we do that, though, uh, show ombudsman Sean O'Brien has uh, we, listen. We it's important that we take in the feedback from our listeners, and uh, one of the most recent pieces of feedback, of course, was that our intro was somewhat exclusionary because I would say bros who drink rosé as opposed to uh, everybody who drinks rosé because listen the show's called brosé but we're we're a world podcast yeah exactly we're, so and honestly you don't even have to drink rosé but no it helps it, yeah, it definitely <laughs> helps it helps us answer questions but also it gets us in trouble sometimes <laughs> so uh, as a result show ombudsman Sean O'Brien has been fielding some of the feedback that we get from you um, if you are interested in in sending us feedback, we're available on Twitter at Real Donald Trump, uh, and all feedback can be directed there. Uh, but Sean has been fielding uh, some some pieces of feedback, and uh, we want we wanted to address them uh, before we got started today. Yeah, we um, we were made aware that during one of the episodes uh, when I was indisposed, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we uh, we used the word cripple a whole whole bunch. And uh, we were informed that maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Yes. And uh, we agree. We agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not that smart. <laughs> there is, no, no, no. The, the, the caveat I will lend to all of these, and this is not going to excuse any of our actions. 
We are drinking wine. <laughs> so it, our indiscretions, however buried deep that they may be, will bubble to the surface. And, and certainly that is not meant to excuse our behavior. But Un- it, Undoubtedly. And yeah. that's why we welcome people coming and saying, hey, yeah. check yourself before you wreck and, yourself. Yeah. And also, as, as stated in previous episodes, none of us listen to each other, so we don't remember what the other person had already said. Yes. Yeah. So we apologize. Like, yeah. I even re-listened to that episode and I still don't remember hearing us <laughs> say it, but yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. And also, none of us ever listen to each other, so uh, mm. don't really... Yeah. <laughs> um... And here today, Tim Hansen... Oh, we did that already. Shoot. Okay. Hey, did what? Yourself. Shoot. All right. Uh, so what's the next piece uh, okay. of feedback? We, we also, um, uh, in, in a previous episode, when referring to Swiss cheese in Stromboli, which the there, was none. There, which there, there was, was none. none. there was none. There was none. Uh... Rich, Rich uh, attributed that question to my wife's baby brain. And uh, maybe just we shouldn't <laughs> use baby brain as a, uh, as, a, as a way to condescend. <laughs> because she, like, let's be, let's be fair. She's doing literally the hardest thing you can do as a person right now, which is making Writing a questions sec- for our show. That's I mean, making true. a person. Sorry. Making a person. Yeah. So first, so primarily <laughs> writing questions for our goddamn show. Second... <laughs> Making a person from scratch. Yeah, dude, it's hard. <laughs> uh, from what I understand, it's the goddamn worst. I made so. I made fried chicken today from scratch, and that was that proved to be impossible for me. Yeah. So uh, the, the the idea of doing that on a human scale, is, <laughs> which is of course we refer to humans as the fried chicken of living beings. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind but, of universally beloved, and also, also delicious. I actually, I actually, I actually looked into baby brain, mm-hmm. and the Mayo Clinic has done like studies about it. And it's inconclusive as to whether or not it exists. However, there is uh, one of the studies that they they cited said that women who were pregnant would do worse cognitively, but the amount worse that they do would only be evident to themselves. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it is a thing. It does impair your cognitive functioning, I guess, because mm-hmm. honestly, I didn't read further than that, but right. <laughs> I guess because so it's, you're like doing the opposite so much. Of, it's like the opposite of like the, I'm not drunk. I'm not drunk. I can handle this when you think you're acting and talking. But except you are. It's re- Yeah. It's reversed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You can't perceive it and everybody else can, but in this situation you can perceive it, but nobody else exactly. can. Exactly. Okay. Just to quickly clarify, when we did discuss this, I wasn't, I apologize if she thought I was saying I told her she had baby brain mm-hmm. or I was saying she had baby brain, but I wasn't specifically saying she has baby brain. I was just saying like, cause Matt said like, do, do women who are pregnant have like oh, super yeah. heightened senses? And I was saying, well, that's oh, yeah, a yeah, myth. Yeah. No, There's you're right. You're right. I such missed, as, yeah. I misspoke. Like yeah. I wasn't trying I wasn't to say listening. she had baby brain. <laughs> it was there. Yeah. Not listening. And, and I think to, to, to Sean and Rich's point, I think the, the, the issue wasn't as much, Hey, you're accusing somebody else of having it, but like the term itself is like, it's, it would be like if I was, you know, trying to operate a piece of heavy machinery while talking on my phone and like drinking a bottle of wine, like I would have a bunch inhibiting my brain, but you wouldn't call it like do, like do brain. Like it's, it's, it's the specifically the baby brain, like you are bearing a child and therefore your gender almost is the reason why you're thinking this way. But no, I I think that's, uh, that's excellent feedback. Yes. And the, uh, the final thing. Uh, was that so? We had a conversation um, Five, when this or six two six six one one. Okay, six whatever. I don't remember the conversation. <laughs> it was about toxic masculinity and whether or not we all. Yes, I think it was six one. Yeah, yes, yeah, and was. we um, nailed it. We all agreed that we did. And I think we had a really productive conversation. But one thing that we didn't do, and I think is uh, is to our detriment, was we never actually defined 
what toxic masculinity was. And I think it's really important just to kind of frame the whole conversation. And so just for the record, toxic masculinity is, is the idea that not masculinity as a whole is toxic because that's bonkers and dumb. Yeah. But it's that there are aspects to it, i.e., um, you know, keeping your feelings inside and never expressing them or like treating women as objects. Those aspects of, tox- of masculinity are toxic mm-hmm. and we should probably get rid of them. The, so if that's just, a, just as a framing yeah. device for that whole conversation, which I think was very good. We did yeah. a good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking nailed it. <laughs> toxic masculinity. Men mm-hmm. have to act a certain way, like not drink rosé. Yeah. And. No, that's, yes. that's, yeah. And it's harmful. Yeah. Yeah, it's very harmful. Yeah, whole, uh, hopefully the whole underlying premise of this show should undermine the idea of toxic masculinity. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I did the premise thing on purpose this time. But I think the underlying <laughs> premise of, of the show of just four bros, dudes, the stereotypical word for like your frat bro, crush it, natty lights, um, but we're drinking rosé. Uh, I, I, hopefully that flips it a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully we're doing that on Yeah, and that was, so those were all of the uh, comments and clarifications that we were asked to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not hard to just, you know, maybe tweak ourselves a little bit. To, yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're we're learning creatures, and we'll figure if if there's an issue, we'll we'll fix it. Yeah. As yeah. best we can. Mm-hmm. We don't try to be dicks. No. No. And also, as That's Matt said, we're drinking this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Not to excuse anything, no. but. I mean, that's why it's important to come back to us, because honestly, I don't remember half the conversations that we had. At this point, yeah. we have we have spoken for about, what, it like... It's 18 episodes, about 18 hours. Uh, yeah. Give or take, yeah. Almost probably... a full day of conversations yeah. that we've had. Yeah. that And that's only what makes it. Yeah. <laughs> There's all the stuff that happens There's before and after. Yeah. yeah. Like, we do, uh, contrary to popular opinion, we do hang out outside of the show. <laughs> like, we're we're all friends here. Like well, me and Sean do. I don't know. Well, well, I'm a cheese rich. Jeez, you guys bought you a Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, we bought you a video game. I know. I appreciate <laughs> we played it. a video game with you. That was uh, <laughs> on a related subject as a, as a p- piece of evidence as to what can happen after we've had a couple of beverages. Um, uh, a couple weeks ago on Martin Luther King Day weekend, uh, Saturday night, uh, we were all playing. Uh, a gr- a gr- I don't know if you were playing with us at the time. No, but he didn't have. Online, you didn't have online at the time, so we were all playing Nintendo Switch. We were playing Super Smash Brothers. No, and I then... played Smash that day, it was on Monday. This is a different what? day. This oh, is a Saturday, Saturday yeah. okay, guys. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> come on. <laughs> anyway, the long and the short of it is, I got real liquored up and convinced Tim and his fiance Martha to go in with me to purchase Richie Mario Kart <laughs> because I wanted to play Mario Kart and Rich didn't have it. <laughs> that convincing was, Hey, you guys want to pitch in and buy Richie Mario Kart? And we're like, Yeah, totes. He's like, Listen, man, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah. It worked. Um, and, and then an hour later, I was able to play Mario Kart with you because it took an hour to download and install. <laughs> and we were going neck and neck. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so appreciate the feedback. If you have additional feedback for us, positive, negative, anything, um, we're available on Twitter at brose underscore podcast. Send it to us. If you want to email it to us, brose.podcast. Yes. For the actual podcast, the Just questions. Send it to one. Brose questions. Or you do Brose send questions. everything to Brose questions. Yeah, to make we'll it never see it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We'll never see it otherwise. Brose <laughs> yeah. questions. Let's be honest. Yeah. We don't check the email. I it's mean, never true. I do, but we don't get a lot of email right now. So let's go to what we're drinking. So uh, we have four beautiful bottles of rose right here. Rich, I want to start with you because you had a very visceral reaction to yours when you first sipped it, and, and I want to hear more about it. All right. So this is uh, a Anelia, I believe. Um, it looks like an N. I don't know if somebody else can... Oh, no, it's Amelia introducing... Uh, yeah, I think it's Amelia. Yeah, so it's, uh, the world of Purdue introducing Amelia. Um, it, uh, was the, uh, most ridiculous bottle of wine I ever had to buy because 
the guy could not scan the barcode, had to key it in. Hmm. It's only five dollars, and it <laughs> is not good. <laughs> Hard to believe. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh over twelve percent ABV, so I'll be going good by the third episode. <laughs> it's gonna be till tomorrow, till Rich can drive home. Uh, Tim, what are you drinking today? I am drinking Allegro's Punk Sweet Rose Table Wine, which I picked up because this label just looks funky and awesome. It does. Got a sweet uh. Uh, saxophone. That's what that instrument is. <laughs> instrument. Instrument. Yes. I need to words. Yes. <laughs> um, it tastes like grape juice. It's delicious. This is the best wine I've had so far. Nice. Nice. Okay. All right. We're making I, progress. I, I like that bottle. Or that. that it's that. Uh, it's super sweet. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a '90s New Orleans. Snazzy. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to. I was thinking like late '80s, early '90s. But yeah, I that's a good picture. That's that good like music. art style. But yeah. Definitely yeah. New Orleans. And I just realized I completely forget. Got to take a cover photo, guys. That's okay. Uh, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it between episodes. Uh, Mr. O'Brien, what are you drinking? All right, so uh, move over, Josh. <laughs> I'm drinking Justin this time. Uh, what about Nicholas? And Nicholas. Nicholas was very good. Mm. So this was purchased by uh, Tim Hansen because mm-hmm. he is a good friend. Oh, this this was Martha. Me. This was not me. Oh, okay. This was purchased by Martha. Thank you, Martha. Because Tim you can go to hell. <laughs> yeah, Tim, you go fuck himself. She'll kill me if I take credit. Um, yeah, and it's, it is very good. Honestly, the named wines have a very similar taste. They all have that, like, bitterness, not overly sweet, and it's nice. I didn't, the first sip, I was not into, but I, I think, so, full disclosure, I think I have a sinus infection, so I can't really taste anything right now, <laughs> but it's starting to clear it out in, like, a, not, like, in the same way that, you know, the, like, the spicy chicken over there would. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but it's, but it has grown on me. I, Josh is still right now. So I'm going to wait for another glass, but Josh is still my favorite, but this is very good. It's in the running. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking a Matua. Uh, sure, Matua. It's from New Zealand. Uh, it's a Pinot Noir Rosé, and I had a Pinot Noir Rosé not too many episodes ago, and I, I really enjoyed it because Pinot Noir might be, I think Pinot Noir is probably my favorite red wine, and the fact that you have like the more Pinot flavor to cut through the, the sweetness of the Rosé is really, uh, really does it for me, so... Um, this is a Pinot Noir rosé with a personality of fresh strawberries, mandarin, and a hint of cranberry. Um, I'm assuming that means mandarin oranges, but it just says mandarin. So <laughs> it's it's the mandarin from Iron Man. It could be. <laughs> yeah. uh, the match is Tastes sun. Like old man with alien technology. Love it. <laughs> it says match sun, sand, and an ice bucket. Perfect on its own, or try with tapas or pela. Do you know what pela is? P a e l l a. Paella. Paella. Okay. Is that yeah, how you smell that. <laughs> yeah. I've never. <laughs> okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> this is how cult, this is how cultured we are. <laughs> Paleo. Honestly, that's just a guess, but it sounds right. <laughs> I don't know, but that's. I think that's how you spell paella. We're gonna buy the next episode. We have somebody correcting us, like actually. <laughs> yeah, you dumb idiot. <laughs> uh, all right, so I have here in my hand the first envelope of questions for the Rose Podcast for episode seven point one. Are you gentlemen ready for the questions? Totes. All right. So, here we go. Very dramatic opening. They are in pink envelopes this time, uh, with hearts and a glass of, of rosé in the middle of the heart. And on the back of this first envelope is the, less, is the message, spread the love. Oh, it's very, very sweet. Yeah, this one releases <clears throat> for Valentine's Day. But uh, be oh, safe yeah. about it, though. Yes. Yes, dude. <laughs> spread the love safely. <laughs> spread the love in a very <laughs> responsible way. Uh, on that with subject... With consent. It appears... <laughs> yes. <laughs> It appears that this is going to be a Valentine's Day focused one uh, because the first question is, what's the most romantic thing you have done for another person? Ooh, this is a hard question. 
I got a thing. I'm not very romantic, so this is going to take a while. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, romance is, is dependent on your own relationship, because for some people, like, honestly, and this is not to, to, to reduce marriage to anything, but uh, sometimes washing the dishes is considered a romantic gesture, depending <laughs> on the status of your relationship and depending on what you've talked to each other about. I, I think as far as traditional romantic gestures... It probably was when I proposed to my wife, um, which is a, sort of a cop out, but it's also like as much thought as I put into anything. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a the weekend that we got engaged. Um, I took my my wife Jenna to Philly for the weekend, like a staycation, and we we did a bus tour of the city. We went to the zoo, even though it was freezing cold. We went on the weekend that I like the weekend that I had first asked her out a few years prior. Uh, went to the Franklin Institute, and then we walked to the uh the one liberty observation deck in the city and got a whole view of the city we i inadvertently took her to the window that overlooked new jersey uh which was not my intention but it worked out quite well um (laughs) and i had my my cousin david on hand i was trying to make him make it i was trying to tell him to make himself scarce but he was like the first person we saw when we got off the elevator (laughs) and so she was like that looks like your cousin david i'm like it's not it's not (laughs) keep going keep going Move it along. Uh, and then uh, I proposed to her in front of the window uh, out uh, overlooking the state of New Jersey. So that's probably the most romantic. And then the next day, I hadn't told her about the next part. I told her that we're going to brunch. Um, and I surprised her because her um, I had told her folks, obviously, that I was, I was planning on proposing and asked for their blessing. But then both her parents, my dad, his girlfriend, and my brother, uh, and her best friend uh, showed up for brunch the next day, which she didn't know was going to happen. So... Um, so that was, that's probably the most romantic thing I've done. Probably. That's, that's pretty romantic. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's real nice. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, Tim, what would you say is the most romantic thing that you've ever done? It's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I've definitely done a lot of planning, so I can't say that like, oh, this is the one thing that I've planned out the most. My problem is like when I do a thing, it's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. So it may mean a lot to her, but. And if she mentions it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember I did that, but I don't retain that information. So I'm going to do the same thing (laughs) when I propose to Martha. Nice. So I booked us a room up in the Poconos for the weekend. She's obsessed with Tangled in the whole lantern scene. So we went to a lantern festival, which was cold as hell, but uh, still a lot of fun. It was in September. Yeah. (laughs) September 9th or 10th. One of those two days. She's going to yell at me for getting the day wrong. <laughs> but uh, so we went and while the lanterns are all going off and we kept failing at getting our lantern, and I was like, oh shit, I'm going to miss my moment. Uh, finally got that all good. Uh, started singing. Uh, now I see the light from Tangled, from obviously, Tangled. like you do at a lantern festival. I was almost done. And then the actual like music setup started playing it. And I was like, oh. All right, well, I guess I'll sing along to this now. And then they didn't finish the song. I was like, oh, balls. <laughs> so I sang it again. <laughs> uh, and then I got her to turn around, uh, got down on one knee, and opened the box, and it had a little light in it because when I told the woman when I went to go get the ring, she's like, oh, my God, we have boxes with lights. Yes. This is going to be perfect. That's really cool. So instead of being like, oh, my God, yes, it was, oh, my God, the box has a light. <laughs> First words out of her mouth. The box has a light. I'm like, yes, it does. And <laughs> yes, I do love the box too. <laughs> well, good. So uh, yeah, that that's that's good. very sweet, and and, so. and that song specifically is 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 a very is a beautiful song, and it's got a lot of really nice romantic connotations to it. So totes, yeah. Um, Sean, Rich, who wants to go? Uh, I mean, 
Uh, I, I don't have a lot of romantic experience per se, but I, I would have to bring up uh, Valentine's Day last year. Okay. It was essentially the first Valentine's Day I spent with someone, and I uh, like I went into work. I, I left. I never leave on time from work. I left on time from work, rushed home as fast as I could, ran to the store and got some things to cook them uh, uh, a really nice uh, 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 dinner. And then a, a decent, I, I thought decent dessert, and we had a, a nice home-cooked meal, dinner, dessert, exchange gifts. I made her, because uh, I asked her, I was like, what do you want for dinner? She's like, I don't know. I was like, what about chicken parm? She's like, yeah, sure, I like chicken parm. So I scratch made an entire chicken parm for her, uh, and then I made from scratch uh, uh, Reese's peanut butter cup brownies. I had a feeling, like, because you're you're a really good cook, so I had a feeling that anything romantic from you was, was going to revolve around, like, you being able to make something really nice like that. Yeah, it's it's more so because I don't have the money to go out for a romantic dinner. But that doesn't, like, that's But I'll, thing, yeah. I'll more so be like, instead of, like, instead of going out and wasting all the time going out, I'll just cook you something. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd much rather cook you something that's more... More from the soul than taking you out. So just more minutes. Like go to like a really high end steakhouse, or like, hey, I know what you like, and I am going to make this for you. Like, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. the romantic part of it. And then uh, afterwards, we sat down, and watched. I think we watched some sort of horror movie on Netflix. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then and, and then called it a night, and that was like, that was like the start of a pretty good like week between me and her because we we essentially hung out or saw each other every day throughout that week because it was then like. Chinese New Year and stuff, and we went and did all that other thing, oh, nice. all those other things as well. Yeah, Aww. yeah, it was nice. It's nice, Mr. O'Brien. Okay, so I'm not very romantic. So this is very hard for me because, like every every Valentine's Day, I kind of make a point to like Rich. I make her something. Like I, I think you know, I used to work at Edible Arrangements for a, like a third of my life. I worked at Edible <laughs> Arrangements, and so I'm really good at you know like making chocolate fruit and stuff. I made uh, chocolate lava cakes from scratch last year. Like I bought mm. ramekins and everything. Wow. So I'm I'm dope. But I think so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of shift it to one of the most romantic times that Mary and I ever spent was our first anniversary went to um went to Lancaster for the weekend to like celebrate and kinda go on like a very short honeymoon and it was fucking awful. Like it was the worst. So like we got there and our the pipes froze immediately. Their pipes were frozen and we had to wait so long and we both got sick because it was so dry. Yeah. Like it was just and so so dry and cold. And we both got sick, but like spending that time getting through the initial, it's, this is terrible. I want to go home and like spending that time. Like we ended up not really going out that much and just like kind of like huddling up cause it was cold and watching Netflix. It was just like a really nice. And that's like, those moments are what I, I enjoy the most when I'm in them because like, like it's like Richie make it, like making something it's, it is, it's closer to something very real. That I, and I really like that. Like yeah. that's so. Like for me, a good a romantic gesture is is even just a time when you're spending, just being near each other. You don't even have to be talking. Just like enjoying each other's company. Because like that's why we got married was just to like. Because I like her. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know, right? Huh? <laughs> so weird. And, and and you're leaning in those situations like that. You're really leaning in on the relationship. Exactly. And the two of it's, you. It's like. very. It's very like just bare bones. Yeah. We're together and it's easy it. to be like yeah like oh we had fun because we did like eight hundred thousand things like we went to this place and then this place and then this place and this place there's always something else that you're doing that's sort of jarring the fun yeah. but like when you're just in a like a b&b or in a place exactly. like a like and a house spending quality time that's it's really and we don't honestly we don't get that much quality time because we have we have a kid and yeah. it's hard but like those moments are the ones that i i like the most even though 
like objectively it was a fucking horrible vacation like in those moments when we were just we were sick together and just watching tv was dope i loved it <laughs> so, yeah. so that's in in terms of the most romantic things that have happened yeah i would say that that's and, great way i don't know i've i also you know my proposal was pretty i liked it <laughs> but it was also it was hard because like in that moment because you were there i like had a whole thing i was gonna say and like she got she uh she came up like we had uh I had sent her out with her sister, and I had all our family in a, in an apartment and some friends. And when she came up, I just completely blanked, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't." Oh shit! And I was just like, "Okay, you know what's going on. It's time to get down, married anyway." <laughs> it was bad. It was awful. I mean, like, I think she enjoyed it because it was very. It was a real moment for me, but yeah, yeah. Well, and that yeah, like that's that's awesome though. Like, and that was that's a good moment because. It just is. Like, it's your moment. Yeah. Like, it's just your moment. Yeah, so. and getting flustered and forgetting everything I was going to say is very me. It's <laughs> an absolute Sean thing, yes. <laughs> like, Sean's like, Sean has, like, one of the deepest vocabularies of anybody I know. And, but you also, like, you, you're, because of your emotion, because of the fact that you are invested in a moment like that, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like It you, doesn't matter how eloquent, I could write the nicest fucking poem, but it's just like, you come, you come in that, in that moment, I was just like, I have no idea what to say. I love you, will you marry me? That's it. Any other thoughts on, uh, romantic moments, romantic gestures, anything like that? Uh, not that, none that I can think of right now, no. Yeah. I just like the idea of, like. More or less, Sean's whole point is spending that time with your significant other, getting that quality time where it's just you guys and leaning on that relationship and enjoying each other's presence. It doesn't have to be some grand gesture, like you said, washing dishes. Mm-hmm. So don't don't overlook the little things because they actually end up meaning a lot more than you would initially. Think. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next question that we have: How did each of you meet each other? So the four of us. How did we meet? Okay, so this is a this is a collective conversation. So yes, because yeah. I think you guys, you Matt and Tim met first. Tim and I met first. Um, uh, fourth grade, fourth. Well, fourth, you, I you was were, a year ahead. So you, I was fifth. You were fourth. Yeah. So this is like ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand. I don't know like how that. old are you in fourth grade. Uh, sixty two. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you're ten. Two was decades. Ten. You're ago. nine or so, ten. I was nine. Yeah. Uh, so it was, I think it was ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's officially 20 years now. Holy crap. Oh, wow. Got him. Yeah. You can guys can almost <laughs> drink as a friend. <laughs> We're almost adults. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we met at St. Philip and James Catholic school in Exton, Pennsylvania. And, uh, we met at like an after school. It was like cares. It was yeah. like mm. the, like parents couldn't pick us up till five. So we did our homework. And by homework, I meant that Tim and I made like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire quizzes. And, and <laughs> what kind of cancer did Tom Green have, Matt? Uh, that would be the ball cancer, yeah. testicular <laughs> cancer. I interviewed Tom Green. Did you really? In college, yeah. Oh, shit. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's another story for another day. But I, I, uh, <laughs> and I had completely forgotten about him until that point. And somebody was like, oh, I think this sounds like something Matt should do. Interview Tom Green. I'm like, great. I never watched Tom Green when I was a kid. <laughs> no idea who that is. But anyway, so, so we made quizzes in, um, in uh in this cares program and then we sort of reconnected at day camp yeah so uh after i left uh philip and james and started going to church farm school boarding school needed something to do over the summer so i was like oh the school has a summer camp for little kids went there and i was like oh hey i know that guy (laughs) you're tall and white you look familiar (laughs) uh and then we just rekindled our friendship from there and been there ever since that's the way that's the way it is man um and as we said in the one of the previous episodes 
Matt just kept meaning to text Tom Hansen, not Tim Hansen. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom, Tom, if you're out there, I'm really sorry. I hope your family's doing great. Tom, if you're out there, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> um, and then I met Sean at college. Yeah, we met at college because you were a journalism major, and my girlfriend at the time was also a journalism major. And I think she cut your hair. She did cut my and hair. And that's why, I think that's how we met, which she yes. was like, I'm going to cut this dude's hair. And I was like, all right, whatever. It sounds normal. And then you lived in, at the time you were living in Westchester, and I was sad. So I was like, <laughs> I know Matt. And I think you had offered to like drive me home a couple times. And I was like, okay. So we had each other's number. And I was like, let's, um, like, I'm just going to go. I need to hang out with somebody. Because I was in that, I was in that place, that like depression pit where you're like, I need to do something or I'm literally going to die. So... I went out and I was like, I'll just go over Matt's house and just to see other people. And then, uh, yeah. And then I met a whole, bu- a whole myriad of other people. I met you. We, I met white girl dancing. Well, no, the first night? no, mm-hmm. we met, I met you the same night Martha did. At that when you had green Day hair. Party. You were in St. Patty's? Yeah. I don't remember you being there. Yeah, I was. Well, that was <laughs> Sorry, like, obviously, that, I was yeah, laser no. focused well, yeah, on the opposite that, that was that. That was like the first or second time I'd hung out with you guys. Because that was when Martha got sick, right? Yes. Yeah. She drank Listerine. Whoops. Maybe we'll... Oh, no, we made her laugh too much while she was drinking Yingling. Oh, That's yeah. She threw up there, and then she tried to wash her mouth out with Listerine whitening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then... Uh, yeah, and that's how we met. So we met because we knew somebody, and I was sad, and I was like, I need friends. And so I, I, forced, I forced it myself upon... <laughs> We also we drove out to Pittsburgh a few times because we were both dating people oh, in right. Pittsburgh at the you're time. Right, right. So we would just be like, "Well, let's let's kill a couple birds with one stone." Yeah, and, and we, we have similar tastes in music, so we talked about like Coheed the whole way. And so. dude, it was awesome. <laughs> and and the Sonic and Sonic soundtrack, which is not something I'm into, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, man. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it was interesting because so, so I listen to video game soundtracks, and I was sort of getting comes like, okay, Sean likes video games, he likes rock music. I don't tell anybody about this. Let's just, I'm going to bring up the fact that I listen to OC Remix video game soundtracks and this this is going to be the person that will understand this. And Sean's sponsor is basically, eh, there you go. <laughs> you do you, buddy. Yeah. Which, which is fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Sean and I met in college and then Rich, your uh, cousin. Yeah, so my cousin, the illustrious Vince, um, was roommates with Matt. And uh, they were living uh, on Queen... Queen Lane in Queen... Westchester. Queen Lane, which is a very fitting offense. Uh, oh, damn. Damn. Talks I'm sorry. I'm we sorry. Just, we talked, I know. talked about this, man. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, but even when we talked about toxic masculinity, we're still like, yeah, but we're still going to bust uh, Vince's balls, right? This is true. Yeah. This, this is, is true. true but Matt, Matt, Matt brought up the point that he is on, now he's only making fun of Vince for his god-awful fantasy team. <laughs> this is true. This is true. It is awful. You want a title, Vince, but you'll never win, you'll never win my approval. Yeah. When, when, you, when you root for the, the team that's not the Eagles, you're right. That's yeah. what this motherfucker. That was that was shitty. So anyway, this motherfucker <laughs> that rooted against the Eagles so he could win yeah. his fantasy league is uh, your cousin. Is my cousin. Your blood. Uh, it was you. His him and his girlfriend were all living in this one apartment. Yep. And uh, I think one day he just was like, "Hey, you want to come over and play Smash Bros?" I was like, "All right, I guess." And he's like, "All right, you get to meet my roommate Matt." I'm like, "Cool." I'll be honest. I got really drunk that night, and I <laughs> vaguely remember actually having few conversations with you. We had a lot of, um, this is when I was still drinking a lot of Mike's Hard Lemonade, and, uh, <laughs> or, was it, or was it Svetka? It was not Svetka. What, it was were, Mike's Hard, and right. it was specifically the winter, like, black cherry flavor, because, um, 
I think because uh, Vince's younger brother was there, and Vince's younger yeah. brother didn't drink at the time, but and, he had like a bit of the black cherry. He's like, "This is really good." Um, and and that was the problem was uh, I kept losing to all of you guys, so really I kept good. having to drink for four seconds or yeah. whatever, yeah. and uh, I just got progressively more drunk than everybody else. So that's why I point out a similar string here. Sean and I know each other from college, which is sensibly when when I first had my first uh, uh, spots of alcohol yeah. and mostly we, uh, one of the first times we ever hung out we played um the antiques retro drinking the game, drinking <laughs> game. <laughs> so sean and i know each other from that i know rich from getting drunk and playing super smash brothers yeah. uh oddly enough the only person whose origin story uh, as a friendship <laughs> i does not involve alcohol is one mr tim hansen and i <laughs> which is very strange why is that strange matt are you saying i'm an alcoholic matt <laughs> i'm saying i only got alcohol from one person as a wedding gift and it was from you <laughs> i think oh wait we got wine as well but uh, but i got a nice bottle of uh of, of uh, scotch from you for a uh, uh, present so i mean um, what else was i gonna get this is true we've so. already bought you all your barware <laughs> fair enough it's true so that, that's basically but then like after that uh you guys you mostly adopted me as a friend and uh first firefly is my first memory of meeting uh tim and martha that's the first thing i could think of um Mm -hmm. i'm sure i've met you all of you like when you had a party at that apartment i don't really remember it yeah but i I don't think we met until you until matt moved to delaware yeah because i remember you at some of those parties yeah you it's yeah, one of the nice things about the parties that we would have was you could have like pockets of conversation. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of just bounce around. You'd be like, yeah. you would, it would be like you and Forjet talking about anime. And then I'd like move and, you know, Tim and Martha and, and Jenna would be talking yeah. about some other shit. And, yeah. and that's ten, what I tend to do is just bounce around yeah. and be like, oh, what's going on over here? What's going on? And then I just. That's the yeah. thing is like for for us like big parties are, str- are can be stressful. Like they can, they can definitely bring out the anxiety in people, but a lot of times when you have a big party like that, it is it does end up being just like five or six smaller parties. Like yeah. you've got the card playing people, you've got the the people out back smoking cigars, you've got the people watching a football game. You know, yeah, it's it turns into those little those little side groups. I and, mean, tomorrow I'm gonna be the one watching the puppy bowl. Yeah, we I have no interest in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we're having the Super Bowl party tomorrow, and uh, there's there's significant there's significant puppy bowl interest among the people <laughs> attending. All right. Who is ready for the next question? <laughs> Me! Alright. This one was submitted by listener Megan Webster. What are your thoughts on celebrating Valentine's Day? So, my, my guess is that the, the context of this is that it's a Hallmark holiday, and maybe it's fake, and you shouldn't bother celebrating it. Um, I, I'll, I'll start with this. I'm fine with it. Like, I, I, I'm ultimately at a point where, yes, I know it's a manufactured holiday. Yes, I know it's a Hallmark holiday. Yes, I know you're supposed to love your significant other every every day of the year. Just do it. Like, just do it this one time. Like, let's. How about this one instance? Like, you have special occasions throughout the year. Here's one where it's just we're focusing in on just the love romantic part of our relationship. Just get some flowers. Get get some chocolate. Get like a nice thoughtful gift. It doesn't even have to be like the stereotypical Valentine's Day gifts. Just do something small. Go out to dinner. Like it doesn't have to be a big extravagant thing but just sort of notate it like you're, you're almost fighting a losing battle i think by saying this doesn't work this doesn't you know this shouldn't exist or anything like that society has sort of already made that decision for us at this point i i don't know I, what, what do you guys think i agree i i used to hate it I, because of that reason where i was like well you should just love each other all the time but like i feel the same way as i've gotten older 
I feel the same way about Valentine's Day as I used to feel about, like, I used to feel about Christmas music, like, oh, it's so, it's so hokey and smarmy and, like, super sweet, like saccharin, I guess. And over time, I'm like, well, you know, it's a nice thing. Like, just let a thing be nice and exist. It doesn't need to have any extra connotations. And I think that's what's nice about Valentine's Day, because it's really basic. It's just like the basicest of holidays. It's just like, hey, how about we show each other that we love each other? And honestly, who doesn't like to get chocolates? <laughs> chocolate is delicious. I love Fact. chocolate. Tim, what do you think? Uh, I both really like it and really hate it. Um, obviously, the idea that you should just love your partner the other time or all year mm. round. That's big. Um, <clears throat> but it, it's nice to just have a dedicated day of I'm going to do something nice. Mm-hmm. Because you often forget about it. It's like, I mean, she knows I love her. It's like, yeah, but. Show her that. Just, just yeah, this one time. But on, but on the flip side, uh, I I think it's terrible because a lot of people are like, well, I'm expecting to get jewelry. I am expecting to get chocolate and flowers and all this. And it's like, I don't expect I anything do- from you, Tim. I just want I just want a hello. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, just, just I, tell me you love me. But that still works out because more or less, if you go into a Valentine's Day, do something really simple, and you find out that other person is genuinely upset that you didn't get them those things, you should probably just reevaluate your relationship. Yeah. And that's a great way to be like, you're a material uh, materialistic uh, mm-hmm. you, and uh, bye. No, I, I, I agree <clears throat> with that for sure. Like mm-hmm. the the expectations should be about the same for what Valentine's Day means and yeah. what you know. Like, like if there's going to be gifts, what, what the level is, like, what, what is it going to be? Like for us, like, I think the first Valentine's day I had with Jenna, she got me like tickets to a show. Like it wasn't like a material thing. And I, I, I'm a, I'm a great, uh, husband slash boyfriend. Cause I don't remember what I got her for her first <laughs> Valentine's day, but I remember she got us some um, tickets to see rock of ages. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's not a thing, but that's an awesome thing. Cause that's like a promise of like future time to spend together. Like it doesn't have to be a necklace or like what is even like the stereotypical like not to be like super gender specific but what's the stereotypical like dude gift for like gift for a dude for for valentine's day like well <laughs> no tim <laughs> um, <laughs> like like a gift to dude with i don't know what you're yeah, talking like, if we're going materialistic here well, like is it like audio a, only podcast like golf no clubs that's a father's day gift i think oh yeah, yeah it is <laughs> what a tie golf clubs golf clubs yeah um Cause like it, I don't know. It's like I think it's it love is, and affection. Yeah, it's really just. I, it seems like it's just you, the dude, should get your significant other's flowers, own. chocolate. But we, I don't know. I usually get like I'll, Mary will get me like chocolates or something, and I'll get her that, and maybe her, make her like a dessert or something. Yeah, it's so, yeah. the other part I don't like is it always seems like it's the guy's job to celebrate this holiday. And the girl's yeah. just like, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and the it gifts and the stereotypical gifts are definitely. Are definitely shaded toward like again, chocolate, flowers, jewelry. All people can enjoy these things, but typically those are associated with like the the woman in the relationship. But, yeah. but that's the commercialist spin that's been put on it over for sure. the decades. Yeah, so yeah, I, I maybe well, there just isn't one. I them. think it's because you know we uh, that you expect so little of guys, so mm-hmm. it's like you need this. Are we one getting day. back to toxic masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Yes. you you need this one day to not be a fucking yeah. selfish piece of shit. Remind us not to be D-bags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which is, I guess, nice, but also just don't be D-bags. But, like Matt said... It's not that hard to be nice. Yeah. And, I, and I honestly, I love chocolate, so give me give me them fucking, <laughs> those chocolate hearts. If there's one thing to derive from this, it's that we like chocolate. Please give us chocolate. Send me Dark chocolate. chocolate. 
Uh, Rich, do you Russell's, have any do you whatever. have any thoughts on celebrating Valentine's Day like in Russell general? Stovers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Rich. Uh, hi, guys. Uh, no, like I, as previously stated a number of times, like I've not celebrated a lot of Valentine's Days. However, like I'm not against it, nor am I going to say like I'm for. I'm like, yeah, like celebrate it and do maybe that little bit extra, but always remember that. When you're showing affection and love for your significant other, it should be something you do all year round. Like, yes, always try to, like, give them just whatever gifts or, and things like that. Or do go a little above beyond when you can. But during Valentine's Day, maybe it is a good reason to bring it up an even more notch. Like, mm -hmm. uh, it's I'm, I'm all for Valentine's Day, even though, yes, agreeing, same as you guys, that it is just a... It is a Hallmark holiday, mm -hmm. yeah. but it is something that some people need because they aren't super, like, openly affectionate and, and, and romantic. Right. This is your Th excuse for This it. is yeah. now their Having chance. that outline is really, it makes it easier. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes, it's like, it's hard, if it's hard to talk about your emotions, reg like, regularly, having that day where it's like, this is the day for that, can make it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now, the, yeah, there's another angle to this which I, I've seen, I haven't seen it as much recently, but the idea that like single people hate Valentine's Day because it's just another reminder that we're not like, and we've all been, we've all been single. Like we've all had Valentine's Days come and go where we don't have some, well, maybe not you. Yeah. I've no, I mean, <laughs> since I've started dating, Tim the Player Hanson somehow has avoided it, but like the, re the, the rest of us, we've all been single <laughs> oh, at the time. This one, but that was my fault. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but <laughs> did you forget when it was? Like, <laughs> uh, no, that was uh, mid Martha, me dumb. Oh, uh, it was a break. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, but the, the the part of it being, we've all been single at a time when Valentine's Day has come and gone. Have you felt like envy at that point for people who are in a relationship? Does does Valentine's Day for people who are not in a relationship or are not attached like is that unfair to them? No, no? Uh, it's. In my experience and opinion, it's it's kind of your, it's your, re, it's your fault for being single during that time. If you aren't in a relationship when you think you should be in a relationship for Valentine's Day, then maybe you're looking in the wrong place for the relationship. Yeah, you might be getting into the, it for the wrong reasons. Yeah, it's just to have. It's a status point. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. You you don't get a relationship for Valentine's Day. You get into a relationship because you have feelings for someone and for those that are lonely and upset for valentine's day they're just not willing to admit they're lonely and upset all year round in oh, i'm sorry tim did you oh no i was just gonna completely agree and a lot of issues with people who are in some sort of hole or not feeling that great is they often want to displace their anger or displace their disappointment they don't want to own up to that speaking from experience so <laughs> It's not really the holiday that's causing them grief. It's just reminding them that, that it's there. Yeah. And then it's like, see, it's your fault. And it's like, no, nah, is it? Hmm. I wouldn't yeah. say it's their fault that they're single necessarily, but. Yeah. 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 I, I'm not as eloquently spoken as everybody else here, but sometimes like that was the best. Let's wait episode three. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did <laughs> you just imply I'm eloquent? Um, oh, uh -huh. oh nice. But uh, nice thing. a quick take on Valentine's Day in Japan Valentine's Day, the women are supposed to present gifts to men. Oh. I love and then it. on March 14th is White Day, where the men 
are supposed to reciprocate. That is interesting. Yeah, it's super cool. Because yeah. then, because yeah. then, it's like it's all focused on the other person. Like yeah. that, that, that is kind of cool. I like. Yeah. That. First time yeah. I saw this in an anime, I was like, "The fuck is going on?" Yeah. 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 Other cultures, great way to learn. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a global a gl- or a global podcast here on Brose. We have we have listeners from at least one other country. <laughs> Two, we got one in Greece, and we got that uh, one in the country that we can't remember. Myanmar, maybe. I, I remembered <laughs> Myanmar, but I could not Myanmar. remember Greece. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, shall we move on to, have you ever received a love note from a secret admirer? No. Uh, I don't think I ever have. Yeah. Yeah. You have? One. And uh, it wasn't a secret because she already made it very obvious that she was interested and mm-hmm. I was very much not so. Okay. This is it, Philip and James. Oh, okay, okay. But so it was like, like that awkward... Unfortunately, everyone knows there's a like awkward couple people that literally no one talks to. Mm-hmm. And I was like in between the awkward people that no one talks to and the like typical normal populace. Uh, so it's like that weird intersection. I'm like, no, I understand why no one talks to you. I don't know. This is just not something you're interested in. And that, that, that's yeah. always the hardest thing if like, you figure out where the secret no is coming from. Because obviously it's somebody who is nervous, bashful, what have you. Yeah. And you're like, man. I've sent them before. I, I'm, I'm only going to make it worse. But I can't, like, I can't, you can't, like, lead them yeah. on. Like, it's, yeah. 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 That's the part that makes me feel bad is... I'm the one being like, oh, no, 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 no. Right, but I've yeah. also sent anonymous uh, letters or notes mm-hmm. and then been called out on it in front of everybody and then be like, oh, man. Yeah, that's brutal. Dude, way, that's way to rip my heart out. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Have you guys sent anonymous uh, love notes or secret admirer notes? No. I remember <laughs> I remember one time and when I was in grade school, this kid I was friends with sent, a, sent a, like an e-card because this is to date us. Sent an e-card to... Uh, to this girl that he liked with A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he was uh, really into ah, her. Ah. See, I was thinking 5,000 Miles or 500 and, uh, miles. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> that's yeah, clever. No. I like it. <laughs> no, it was A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. Yeah. And uh, he, he opens his, she opens her first love note. Turn it off. All F4. Yeah, no. But I don't think I ever have. I've been not to not to brag but i've been fairly uh lucky in terms of relationships like i've it's either worked or i've never had the like i don't think i've had the self-awareness to be embarrassed ever mm-hmm. by that stuff okay. i've been embarrassed because i'm not a, a sociopath but like mm-hmm. i don't think in those in those situations i've ever had the that kind of part of you that's like it'll it could go badly mm-hmm. i'm just very reckless <laughs> <laughs> Or I'm just fair. like, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'll tell you, and then you tell me no, and I'm like, all right, yeah, move on to the next one. Yeah, like, and typically, like the the whole the full outpouring of your heart, like as you grow older, you realize, like when you start going on dates, like the full outpouring of your heart right off the bat is usually not the best way to go about things because you're still trying to get to know people. I think it's actually getting harder not to do that because of social media. Really, okay, you, at your fingertips. Yeah, you're I like. You will. It seems like you know somebody. Like I know people who I've never spoken to because of their Facebook posts, or like you know they'll interact with you, or like whatever. And I'm I'm like in my brain I'm like oh I know so much about you, but it'd be so weird to be like hey remember that time you went camping three years ago? Like, <laughs> that seemed like fun. It's like that Cure Auto commercial where he's just like boy you that vacation looked fun. You really filled out in that bathing suit. She's like I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I'll poke you. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
yeah, the, the Secret of Meyer thing, that, that seems like a thing of the past, but also we haven't been in, like, school for a while. And that seems like a school like a school year kind of thing. Like, oh, absolutely. So. That's definitely, yeah. like, grade school. Yeah, I think yeah. you've got to be more direct now. If you have received, if you have a fun story about this and you're interested in sharing it, because I'm sure there's there's uh there's funny stories on this subject of course hit us up at brose underscore podcast on twitter or on our facebook page uh, listen audience interaction it's yeah. important yeah we're it's, all about it yeah we're, we're all so about it that we ran a poll we ran a poll phone. and we're gonna get to that poll yeah we actually have two more questions so we might want to get to the poll in the next episode do it yeah we can do it at the beginning of the next <laughs> yes. yeah okay let's keep teaser yeah teaser time <laughs> Uh, we're gonna run through these ne- these last two. Uh, what is the best slash worst practical joke you played on somebody, or was that was played on you? Mm. So we're All st- right, sticking with romance, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> the worst practical joke you played, best or worst practical joke you played on someone, or what was the best or worst one played on you? I got this one. Okay, so this is this is for April Fools, and I'm probably like eight. And I don't really, I, I, at this point, I guess I still don't really understand where kids come from, but the, or, or the implication of sex outside of marriage or any of that. All right. Oh, uh, so right now you're talking? Yeah. <laughs> at this moment? In this, in this, this is my, yeah. my April uh, Fool's joke from 2017. No. So uh, my sister was 18, senior year in high school and all this. April Fool's, my April Fool's joke was I convinced my mom that she was pregnant whoa so she's like and my sister was gonna be gone for like most of the day so all the whole day it's just boiling over and boiling over and boiling over uh and then my sister comes in the door and she's like hello and my mom just explodes (laughs) oh no and i'm sitting there laughing and my sister is mortified oh my god that's brutal it was the best because how do you like as your mom how do you like pump the brakes because you are just going yeah yeah like you're just lined up all day ready well that's that's how it ended is uh she realized i was laughing really hard and she's like what what is wrong with you (laughs) and i was like it fools and she's like no what Oh my, my sister's God. crying. It was great. <laughs> Your oh. sister comes over and is like, can Tommy come over for dinner tonight? Tommy is never coming over here. <laughs> Dominic was never allowed back in the house. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's, I mean, that's pretty good. It's it's very... Uh, it's quality. It's aggressive, but it's good. <laughs> well, you were eight, so like, how did you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't like, know what the implications I just are. thought it was funny. I didn't realize. It was like, yeah. Ah. yeah. Yeah, you didn't know what it was, because that's a whole day of like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> really good change. Uh, so many social. You guys, are Rich, do you have any? My stories? my brother likes to consider himself a good prankster and has played a ton of pranks and jokes on me. He's uh, saran wrapped my car very poorly, I may say, um, <laughs> because he didn't saran wrap the bottom of it, so I was able to just lift it off oh, the car. <laughs> um, he filled my bedroom with balloons, so and we had to pop them. That's pretty good. Uh, for good the three years after he had done it, I was still finding balloon parts <laughs> all over the room. Um, he tried. He tried. Uh, this is the worst prank he's ever tried. There's two of them. One of them was uh, he put alarm clocks in Jello, oh. but he put them also in plastic bags so that they would still work. Oh. And the Jello, damp- Jello and plastic bags both dampened the sound enough. It didn't wake me. <laughs> so I woke up the next morning, g- grabbed tongs, got the plastic bags out. I was like, "Mom, we've got Jello now." <laughs> and then he was like, "You gave her the Jello to I- eat after it been 
soaking with a, an alarm clock. <laughs> it had a bag, man. It had a bag. Like, <laughs> didn't touch it. Fair. Uh, and then uh, the other one he did was he was like, "Did you ever find the thing I left in your closet? It's gonna smell." And he left a piece of paper that said "ham" on it. <laughs> it's just like that, I like that one. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's funny. But then in it's like retur- a dad joke prank. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. return, I saran wrapped his house. What? what? Wait a minute. Uh, so I didn't. I wasn't able to get the entire house. But That's I a lot used, of saran wrap. I used. Right, she it sounds was, like like a misdemeanor. It was an industrial sized saran wrap, and I wrapped the house as high as I there was much as I can around, and then I covered the front door with saran wrap. That he had uh, railings, like a slated railing, that I went back and forth just all the saran wrap throughout the slate slots of the cool. railing. Yeah, I like that one. Um, and then all the way up, and there was some. Uh, guy from comcast came and visited i taped his card on the wall of the house <laughs> saran wrap that. Uh, like there was wrap around the entire thing how long did it take him to get all of it off uh apparently my mom was outside for two and a half hours <laughs> your mother is a saint she is a saint oh my um God. but yeah my brother likes to play pranks on me i'm not really good at these pranks so i'm just mm-hmm. like yeah, whatever just don't break anything of mine and yeah i think that's like the hallmark of a good prank is like like doing something like saran wrapping inconveniencing someone mm-hmm. and and even with you like it's kind of shitty but you're eight so we'll <laughs> yeah. give you a pass but like like just doing don't. something to inconvenience someone is like my favorite type of prank you like, don't want to actually that, cause was... harm yeah yeah i'm trying i don't think I, nothing is coming to mind I, I've, I've been thinking about it since you guys were talking and like i'm, I'm sure there have been practical jokes played on me that I'm just not thinking of. I don't do it because I, I give them away quickly. Like, I consider a good April Fool's prank or whatever type of, of fooling kind of prank impossible to pull off because I have, I have no poker face. Uh. So I, I've i never pulled one on anyone that I think has been successful, but I also can't think of any that have been pulled on me. I, I, I'm, I can guarantee you that it's happened because I'm a human and I've lived, but it, I cannot think of one. Yeah, I stole a kid's car once. <laughs> what about not causing harm? Wait, Sean? wait a minute. I was in high school. Okay, that doesn't. I mean, <laughs> I was eight. I was still a dick. <laughs> so what? Ha- I was that. I was at. Uh, I was on stage crew with this kid, and we were like, and I, I want to say that it was like a back and forth, but I'm pretty sure we were just pranking this one kid. So like, I feel bad about it now, but I definitely at one point. He left his keys like on a on a bleacher or something, and I stole them and drove it to a Wawa down the street and had someone follow me and then drove back and put his keys back. And I did, and I don't know how he found his car because I don't recall ever telling him where his car was, which is really <laughs> shitty of me. Yeah, and like, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I he I mean he got it obviously. He's living a, his best life now, but like. That was in in retrospect, like I was thinking about that. I was like, "Wow, I was a fucking dick." Like, that, was, that was just me being an asshole to somebody. But I haven't re- ever really been pranked. I think he actually saran wrapped my car once, and that was Barabbas. So it was, I had an old '86 Chevy Caprice, and he saran wrapped that, which was a lot of saran wrap. In yeah, it's a big it's car. Big car. Yeah, yeah. I I remembered one now. So when I was in uh, early high school, I had AOL Instant Messenger, and uh, somehow I had logged on. Taylor Instant Messenger at a friend's house and had not logged out. So, uh, they went on as me and somehow it like AOL didn't 
have the sophistication to not allow somebody to log in as you from a different location. Mm -hmm. um, so they would go on as me, a friend of mine, uh, Nate Simeone, uh, <laughs> and, and, and Ellen be. Shannon uh, uh, yeah. would log on as me uh, from Nate's house and send incredibly lewd messages to everybody on my friends <laughs> list, but specifically to an account called Mectronics. Now, Mectronics is important because that was the work instant messenger of my mother. <laughs> oh no! So my mother would ping me or uh, instant message me and say, "Matt, somebody is on as you and sending like really bad messages to like my work <laughs> IM account. You need to fix this." And I, I was dumb. I'm like, I've been hacked. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't think, oh, just change your password or something. <laughs> um, but it's way before dual uh, authentication. Way, way, way before two step verification. Way before dual authentication. Um, so this went on for like a week <laughs> um, and I couldn't figure out who it was. And eventually I figured out it was them. And so the next time I was at Nate's house, I like stole away on his computer and logged me out. And said, <laughs> I was like, you gotcha. Fucker. Like, yeah. I, I called him out on it, but he was like, sorry, I didn't know. Like as soon as they found out that Mectronics was my mom, they're like, Oh, <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and, they, and they stopped. But yeah, yeah that, I mean, that happened to me too. But yeah? it, one time uh, I was at my friend's house and I got an email. I got a, an, I am from myself. And, oh. I, and I, and so I went off cause I thought somebody had hacked me. And it turns out, it was my parents. What? And so I uh, used myriad just vulgarities <laughs> to my parents. <laughs> All right. And they were not happy with me. Why are they on as you though? They, they, it was just like they signed on to the internet and it, oh. it came up automatically, and they were just like, yeah, and they were like, oh, this will be, like, this will be funny, <laughs> and uh, they got very mad at me, and I'm sorry, sorry, mom and dad, but at this point they've heard me talking about my I, wiener. <laughs> I think my favorite prank sure. that's ever been pulled on me wasn't really a prank. It was just this guy came up to me and he'd be like, "So did you find it yet?" Uh. I'm like what? <laughs> He's like, "Never mind." Walked away. Like an hour later. Because we would we'd always do dumb shit at work all the time, so I was like, all right, something funny. But the second time he came back and he's like, did you find it yet? And I was like, is this your prank? Is that you are going to make me think you pranked me and you did nothing? He's like, god damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. Pranked in your face. Good. Got him. We do have one more, but I, we're running close on time, so uh, you guys would be all right if we saved this question for round two? Depends. What are we editing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I checked on it. We're, we're still kind of close, even right. if we edit okay. out uh, yeah, the, the stuff yeah. that we're editing we'll out. push it. So, um, so uh, that's it for episode 7.1. We hope you enjoyed the festivities. Again, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the air, brosequestions at gmail.com. And we all have... Various social media presences. Sean, if people want to get in touch with you on Twitter, where would they find you? Uh, you can find me at Hey, it's SOB. Mr. Hansen. At Tim R. Hansen. Mr. Sweeten. At B underscore Walnuts. And I'm available at M Casnell. That's M K A S Z N E L. The show, of course, available at Brose underscore podcast on Twitter. You're available on Facebook and you subscribe to us everywhere that podcasts are available. Say goodbye to the listeners, everyone. Well, Bye to the before listeners, we say everyone. goodbye, oh, oh okay. We want to thank the listeners who sent us questions this week. And mm -hmm. also, we want to thank Mary for putting the questions together. Yes. And uh, for real, send us questions. Please right. do. Rosie we, questions. We appreciate you guys. You complete us. Yes. yes. You really do. And and this is, we were talking about what specifically we call this type of, of show. It's, it's really listener source, listener questions. Really, again, 
uh, three quarters to 100% of the content is from you. So we really do appreciate it. Uh, we, we like to think of ourselves as clever, witty, intelligent people. But I don't. if we don't have clever... <laughs> you're, you, come on, man. Come on. You're, you're a smart guy. You're a smart guy. Smart you got a big brain on Hanson. Um, but uh, but we, but we, we a, greatly appreciate you, uh, you feeding us some topics and ideas for discussion. We greatly appreciate Mary for, for putting everything together. Um, but until episode 7.2... This is Matt Casnell for Tim Hansen, Sean O'Brien, Rich Sweeten, Mary O'Brien, and the entire Action News team saying have a great night and as always, a very pleasant tomorrow. Trick and wine! That song is a bop. 